This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Schmodown Twitch channel. My name is Brad Gilmore, but you might know me by another name. You might know me as... You're my dream boat for sure. You might know me as the boat. Hashtag best of all time. Hashtag Brad Smith Shoe. Hashtag boat life. Hashtag I'm on a boat. And right now, I'm joined by the trap queen herself. Hey, hey, hey. We're referring to my muscles, okay? Your girl's been working out. You've been hitting. I don't need people thinking that I have extracurricular jobs (laughs) involving that stuff, okay? Yeah, but (laughs) anything you would say, like, you know, Jen Sturger been pushing weight lately that's that's another like drug reference thing i'm sorry um jen how are you doing i'm pretty good man i'm pretty good yeah. i just had dental work so if i start drooling on myself we all know why <laughs> what, do you, what do you have done do you are you are you fixing up your grill like roman range you, you got some new veneers in what what do you got going on oh that's a thing oh no not yeah i'm actually them? i'm actually having some um actually like extra bones removed from my mouth from my grind it's because i clench my jaw all the time from working out and being swole you know yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> but while that- i'm there i'm gonna have them install a grill like i would i think i just need like a diamond like right here so i so funny story so i'm i'm from houston obviously the home of the grill paul wall johnny dang paul wall fitted me for a grill about I don't know seven eight years ago maybe six or seven years ago and it was it was a bo- it was bottoms rose gold you know a little six piece uh, and he, <laughs> he gave it to me as he gave it to me as as a as a beautiful gift and I wore it once and uh, only in my bathroom and <laughs> it's been <laughs> you're like I can't leave the house like that. are you out of your mind I would look like the craziest human being to ever I'd look like you know well, the fact that it was a with those the fact that it was a bottom grill in itself is a little strange because then it's like, eh. Do this thing, you know, where you like pull down on the lip. That's what people do. I might do be doing that, but it's going to be from the lidocaine, okay? <laughs> right, right. Well, we have, like, we have I a- can't yeah. feel my face right now. This is like straight out of the Sinbad movie. Am I the only one, though, when they put the gas mask on you and they say just take normal breaths? I take like the deepest breath I ever have taken in my life. Oh no, that's normal. That's totally normal. They're like, breathe normal, not like someone's coming at your face with a drill. 
Well, we have a we have a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the big match going down, the one that you and I, Jen, I know as lifelong wrestling fans have been waiting for. We're going to be talking about Chris Jericho going up against Kevin Smith one on one this Friday in the Schmodown. By the way, for free. Uh, I just did the NWO for life. I believe Christian is giving this away. I think he must have been drinking when he came up with that idea. I think that he's drinking uh, most of the time, but also are <laughs> all parents who are homeschooling. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I am neither a parent nor schooling, but uh, <laughs> also the the undercard. But it's really not even undercard. It's a double main event. A double main event going down, and the other main event is going to be Ben Bateman versus Andrew Guy, number one contenders match for the Movie Trivia Showdown Singles Championship. So if Andrew Guy wins, he gets to play Dan Merle again, which is crazy because we all remember what happened the first time when it was supposed to be a layup for Dan, and it turned out not to be. And then we have Ben Bateman versus Dan Merle, a rematch potentially from earlier this year in Atlanta, Georgia, which was one of the best matches, probably the best Shimodown match I've ever been I've, been, I've ever been in the building for. Whether it's a live event, taping, anything, that was the best one that I've ever seen live. So we can see a rematch from either one of those. My question to you, though, is this, Jim. If you saw the matches last Friday, things didn't really go Ben Bateman's way in that. No, not at all. I remember I was getting ready to take Kevin for a walk, my little puppy Kevin. He needed to go outside. So I took him to the smoothie Oh, no, no, no. I was taking Kevin Smith for a walk. Um, that'd be adorable. Oh, but anyways, so I was taking, yeah, spoilers, guys, in case you have not seen Friday's oh, show, in which case, what are you doing with your lives? Really? But I, but I left, and then I checked back into the stream as I get to the smoothie place, and I'm walking Kevin around, and I hear all hell breaking loose on this stream. I mean, I'm pretty sure Ben was ready to blow a gasket. Oh, yes. I think that he blew a gasket and several subsequent gaskets have been blown since then. Um, I mean, here's the thing. This is shocking. It was shocking when we saw it happen. It was shocking when I had to talk about it on the rundown. Ben Bateman got knocked out. Um, ben Bateman, let me say Ben Bateman and Mark Riley, who's the that boss? That does not happen. That does not happen. We're talking about a team last year that went so deep in teams, won it all, and then to crumble like they did against Shazam the other day. But I feel like so that comes down to Shazam with all their positivity. I still feel like has a way of subtly getting underneath someone's skin. I don't know how subtle it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're pretty good at it. And, and kudos to them because they have such an unassuming appearance. When you first see Shazam, William Bibiani literally seems like a cuddly teddy bear. Brendan Meyer is the personification of the phrase, aw shucks. And when you see these two guys, you're like, oh, these are the two coolest people ever. They seem super nice. They're just here to play the game and give it the gosh darn hardest try. But when they get to talking and they get in, involved in the game, Bibiani, man, this he might be king of the subtweet. You know what I mean? King of the shade. He knows how to throw it really subliminally where it's yeah. enough that it's going to bother you. It's like a it's like a like a fiberglass splinter. You don't really see it, but you know it's there. Oh, I got one of those the other day. No wonder it hurt so bad. I was like, it was a phantom splinter for sure. That is such a good analogy for Bibbs because he's so delightful and so cheery and so loud. And, you know, <laughs> people like that typically can annoy other people who operate on a much lower RPM than he does. Yeah, he's definitely always on. And he was on that night, him and Brendan Meyer. They brought it. They they obviously, the, the wheel went their way. 
and they were able to give Ben Bateman and Mark Riley something that they thought they would not be too great at. Turned out they weren't great in this moment, and uh, they got knocked out. So now who's the boss out of title contention? And then later on that night, the founding fathers lose the championships to corruption. And now if we take a look at the updated standings real quick, you will Let's see that. that the Finstock Exchange is not in first place anymore. All the way down to number three. That's Trey. That is uh, Trois, if you want to do it in French. Number three uh, with 32 points. Swag and corruption kind of tied at the 35. We still have that amb ambiguity of who exactly is in first place. But corruption has more wins and less losses. So I would say that would put them up pretty I would high. say Kratz wife. I think that that's what keeps corruption at the top is, you know, obviously more wins, less losses, fewer KOs. But at the end of the day, I do believe wins and losses matter. Um, that said, that was a rough, rough day and on Friday. And I feel like we saw Bobby Gucci in a place that we haven't seen him in a long time. And yeah. that is coming to grips with. And, and look, he's got a decision to make based on who he's going to put into this team's tournament. I think the decision is very, very obvious, but he yeah. said he still needed to mull a few things over until I'm like, what do you need to mull over? Like, I feel like today's performances were, it was a tale of two performances. They both lost, but one clearly outperformed the other. And I think that you cannot hitch your boat. You can't hitch everything in your success to anyone but Dan Merle. Am I wrong? No, no, I think that I think that it's an obvious choice for Bobby Gucci and for really, I think if I were Ben Bateman, I would say, hey, uh, you know, me and Mark, we tried, but obviously the founding fathers, you have one of the greatest player of all time. And then you have probably the second greatest player of all time in John Roca. Not even probably he is. And I would definitely go with them, given they just lost the titles and they've they've uh, they lost just barely. And the thing is, but I think never won the title. So, but yeah. I think exactly who's the boss has never won the title. And I also think that, but I don't think that Ben Bateman is going to go quietly into the night. I feel like he is going to be so angry and so worked up that he's going to want to come right back at this. And so I think he's going to be really, really pushing for Gucci to put him in. Well, that's, that's just the, my opinion. That's one of the questions that I want to ask him. And I, and I've heard that our, um, our main one of our main events is here. They are both here, and I want to talk about Ben Bateman's mindset going into this. And Andrew Guy's mindset seems to be all over the place as of late. So I say, why don't we bring them both on? Let's sure, bring, let's do this. The boss Bateman and his opponent this Friday, Andrew Guy. Andrew, how, how are you doing over there, Andrew? Good. I'm good. Uh, Brad, how you doing? Jay, just hey, it's hey. still Jen. It's still Jen. Andrew, how have you been? I haven't seen you in a while. How are you feeling? You don't look uh well. Oh no, it's it's just the it's just the it's it's hot. So you know, I mean, cold. So I've been trying to trying to keep hot. Um, I've been good. I've been good. Uh, you know, I saw I saw your match, Ben. I uh, you know my condolences. I understand how a loss feels. Um, and uh, yeah, so. I'm, how you been? How you guys been? It's good to see you. We've Living been, the dream. We've been well. Look at Jen. She's huge now. She, I mean, the glats are huge. 
Oh, thank you. I was like, I'm huge. No, Come no, on. Ben, Jack. Uh, ben, though, w- w- welcome to the show. We were just talking about you. Obviously, the the match from last Friday is still on everybody's mind, but you have a match to go into this Friday against your former teammate from team to team. But what is your mindset? What's your, what's your mentality going into Friday? Well... I think Friday was my was my worst loss I've ever experienced. Uh, it's the kind of loss that. What's going on with Guy? I, I, I don't. I don't know. What? What? What do you? What do you? What? What? This isn't about me, man. Just do your thing. All right. Um. Uh. So Friday was my worst loss ever, and and I think. Uh, obviously, I want to try to take some of that and and, and channel it in, into anger, but the and win with it. The the problem is, I really want to beat this guy right here. Uh, you know, he's my former teammate. Obviously, we go way back. Um, but it's just funny. It's it's I'm barely even th- I'm barely even thinking about him. I'm so wrapped up in, in just wanting to beat William Bibiani again. That's all I can think about. I hate it so much. I hate it so much. I want to put my 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 friggin' face through a window. So I'm hoping Wait, I have it. I don't together think that's the to- same. Well, I don't know what it is, but that's how okay. I feel. Uh, it's I just I just don't. I'm not used to feeling that way. I mean, we when we were team action a long time ago, Andrew and I had a couple losses that hurt. I remember losing to top ten once together, and and that was an awful way to lose. But nothing felt like Friday. That was the worst. That was the worst day in the Shmodown I've ever experienced. Walk us through that round two, Ben, because I feel like that was that was the first time in forever that I've really seen <sighs> you guys struggle. What was going through your mind at that time? Well, look, we got we got an opponent's choice. It happens, and uh, we knew Classics was was going to be on the wheel. We knew they were going to give us Classics if they got it. And yeah, it's I think I think the 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 unfortunate part of the digital situation with teams is that you get to hear those conversations and it demystifies the conversations that normally ha- that you have behind a closed hand. And I think it, I completely I'll- agree with this, Ben. I completely agree with this. I don't think you should really be able to hear it. Uh, however, that's the world we're in right now. And, you know, by the same standard, if we worked our way through these moments and had a genius performance on answers we didn't know, people would be hailing the system for showing how smart we were. So uh, I, all I can say is, look, nothing about that match was good. <laughs> nothing about it. And then I think when round two happened, I just I knew you could I could feel it within within the second question. All right. The wheels are coming off here. This is not going to go the way that we wanted it to. And the 15 seconds seemed to go really fast. And then watch. Sometimes your brain just uh, betrays you, right? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. So yeah, uh, that's uh, that was my match. Yeah, Andrew, what what did you think when you were watching Ben's match with with Riley? Of course, Teams League is your league. You've I'm not allowed to watch match. Uh, um, uh, I'm not allowed to watch matches after five so i caught it the next day i'm not allowed to watch matches after five so i caught it the next day and it was uh it was it was tough it's a tough it happens but but i watched it who doesn't allow you to watch matches after five i can we just can we just move on i watched it okay Okay. Guy, are you okay? I'm really sorry. I'm to fine. Why does everyone keep asking if I'm okay? Or oh, I'm fine. <laughs> Why? I watched it. Okay. I'm allowed to watch matches. I can watch the matches in preparation for studying. I'm allowed to. All right. All right. 
Yeah, you Brad, know. I'm, I'm sorry. I feel like I feel like you were going to say something here, and I, I keep my brain is is fried. So I don't know. You want to jump in here with what you were going to say there? No. Okay. Did you say Brad or Drew? <laughs> I said Brad. Oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah. Well, let me let me continue. I'm sorry. I'm very distracted by what's occurring right now. Ben, I did want to ask you something. Same. When you, when you were talking about the match on Friday, you said those 15 seconds seemed like they were passing really fast. How was the um, the inability to, to confer with your partner during the JTE rule uh, affect the gameplay at all? Because typically when you would ask for the JTE, it's more of a buying time in order to talk to your partner a little bit more. This time in the virtual sphere, they have to ask the full question before you can confer. Did that mess you up at all? Yeah, well, it's hard to say if it messed us up at all because I think, to be honest with you, we were pretty far off on most of the answers we missed. Uh, and and honestly, I, I, I've talked about this before. When you establish a relationship with a teammate and you guys get into a rhythm of the way that you handle question asking, it's important for one person to kind of act as the A player, you know, almost, almost the ability to overrule and make sure you're leading the conversation. And I think with Mark and I, we had figured out that that was the way we did it. So that backfired heavily because, you know, he said it beach movie maybe it's elvis and i was like well i haven't heard of those movies so it's definitely not elvis and that backfired for us so i think those that we were pretty broken in those conversations anyway i don't know that five extra seconds would have made a difference but it definitely was a weird thing to not be able to you're not even listening to the repeat usually you're just talking okay. during the repeat and your train of conscious your, your train of thought your stream of consciousness with your teammate continues and so to have to kind of break it and start over like that i think um but granted, we didn't have any repeats in round two. We used them all in round one. So it was just the 15 seconds were like that. So let me ask you this. Going into this match on Friday with, with, this, with this guy over here, I don't know how, how to do this on the stream, with this guy right here, um, what is your mentality? Because you had this big loss. You said it's the worst day in your Schmodown career. You have William Bibiani on the mind. But this match against this guy could get you to the guy who is the singles champion, Dan Merle, the man who beat you for that championship all those months ago in Atlanta. Mm. What is your mentality going into this match against your former friend on Friday? Well, I've never beaten Dan Merle before. I played him once, and I lost to him. But I'll tell you someone who has beaten Dan Merle. It's this guy right here. So he also beat my teammate, two-time champ Mark Riley. And anytime anybody counts this guy out, I feel like they get punished for it. So... <laughs> I I hope that I've, I've been honest. My brain's not been in movies. We haven't got to see him in theaters. So I've, I've been sort of trying to be excited about movies, but my job, uh, it doesn't feel, I don't ingest them the same way. Mm -hmm. And so I felt totally out of sorts. And I, that, I mean, I got six points in round one. I did fine in round one, but it just, I just don't have that. I don't have that edge right now. I think that I'm used to playing with, and maybe maybe some of the attitude I was giving Bibbs was overcompensating for that a little bit. Was just trying to just jab him a little more than uh, than was necessary. But um, I know that you know in a singles match, all it takes is a soft round one and a bad spin in round two, and you're done. So I don't know what version of of Andrew Guy I'm going to get Friday. Uh, I don't know where the camera's going to be up. in that match. I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up, and I'm going to I'm going to you're going to be in trouble. Okay. So I hope that answers your question, Brad. I I, I think that I, mean, it, I hope it answers your security, what? Ben. <laughs> I just I mean I don't mean to laugh. I don't I don't think this is actually uh, some of the laugh. It's not about. funny. It's not funny. Well, well, well Andrew, what? okay, you beat Dan Merle again. I mean, you beat Dan Merle before. How much would it mean for you to get a champ, uh, an opportunity at the championship to beat him again? 
look, whatever they want, I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> right. You know, like whatever the, 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 uh, the fans want, I'll do it. So, you know, I just want to make it to the mat. I just want to make it through the match. You know, do you want to win? Of course I want to live. No, win, win. What? Yeah. You said if you want to win, not live. Are they mutually exclusive? Uh, well, no. no. Oh, then uh, both. Okay, both. Andrew, can I ask you, is there someone in the room with you? I got to go. Uh, oh, uh, well, should we send someone over there to check on him? This is getting a little scary at this point. For more reasons than one, I guess in his absence, let's let's bring in somebody else to help fill this conversation. A man who always has things to say, the ghost of Gucciville himself, Tom Dagnino. Uh, Gucci, how, how are you feeling after a not-so-great week for your faction? I mean, you know, how would you be feeling? It was a tough one. Uh, you know, that's why I'm sitting here in the, uh, you know, the FinSec Exchange conference room. Uh, deciding what and who I'm going to put in this uh, tournament, you know, with a shirt on, nonetheless. So yeah, you no know, things are serious. To... Yeah, well, we're conducting business here. Obviously, look at this. Look at this room. It's it's exquisite. It's one of the best conference rooms that money can buy. So Gucci, yeah. have you moved? Have you have you moved it. at all on your decision? I know you were talking internally with us a little bit. You know, getting on the horn with the full the full faction and kind of talking yeah. through. Have you? Have you moved on at all from what we last talked about, or are you still kind of in the deliberation phase? Uh, you know, I'm 95% of the way there right now on a decision. And that's kind of where I have to stay with it. It's, it, it's, it's breaking down a lot, and there's so many different things and so many different variables that are, that are at play here. We're talking singles. We're talking tag teams. There's belts to win. There's there's so much stuff going on here. I have to make the right decision here, or my career might be over. That is true. And what what team are you leaning toward? Uh, you said there's been internal discussions. Who's the boss or the founding fathers, the former champions? Uh, you know, who's the boss is is. It's not even in the picture. They're not in the picture, uh, you know, and they know that. And we went a couple of different routes with it, so it's not. It won't be them. You won't see them. Uh, so you know, so your decision is obviously the founding fathers. No, there's there's a couple of other little uh, things that uh, we've been thinking of thinking of here. You know, Gucci. Look, there's no possible way here? you go with anything I'm, I'm, other than Dan Merle. Look, Jen, I'm, I'm going to speak. I'm going to speak for Gucci here and just say there are nine members, ten, sorry, ten members since free agency on the Finstock Exchange, and he has the ability to put, you know, any any combination of two in there that he wants. So mm -hmm. that's 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 his decision. That's that's the facts. I mean, look now, Jen, I agree with you. Do you leave Michael Jordan bench in crunch time? The answer is probably no, right? No. He played even but with the it? flu or food poisoning. We don't really know. We don't really know. But uh, the way I see it, yeah. I mean, look, this is a this is the toughest decision I've ever had to make in the Schmodown, ever in my life. This might be the toughest decision I've had to make in my real life because my life's pretty relatively easy. 
So we're looking at it something along the lines of, uh, like I said, my career's on the line on this one. And it's, it's, it's the same thing that happened last year. Okay. Uh, we were terrible. We were the worst. We were the worst. The, the uh, five horsemen were, were terrible until October. Yeah. And once October hit, we took off on that magic carpet ride right to the championships and, and right to manager of the year. Do I think I'm manager of the year right now? Absolutely not. Do I have to pull a big splash out to even get back in the talk? Yes. Do I plan on doing that? Yes. Well, I, I here's the thing. To doubt you would be would be idiotic because you're a three-time manager of the year. You've done a lot of crazy things that no one would have ever expected you to do, and you've pulled them off. So to doubt Bobby Gucci is unwise. But let me ask you this, uh, Ben Stock, Gucci, Dagnino. Yes. yes. Um, yeah. This match Friday, you have Ben Bateman. Mm-hmm. Once again, he just said he's coming off the most embarrassing loss, I think he said, or, or the worst day in in your, your Schmodown career both, on Friday. Both. Mm-hmm. both, both mine, too. mine too. Okay, y'all are both coming off that, but now you have an opportunity to keep it all in the family again. You mm-hmm. can go out there, beat Andrew Guy, get a shot at Dan Merle, and lock yourself up some great points for your faction because right now you are in third place. How important is this match for you as a manager, for you as your team leader, and for this man, Ben Bateman. I'll let you speak here first, Gooch. Uh, yeah, you want to go first or you want you want to go? No, no, no. Go, I mean, go, this go is ahead. A, this, it's a big match. I mean, it's a huge match. Uh, you know, we we he has to get past uh, uh, Andrew here. He has to get past Guy. And he knows that. Uh, you know, the, the way they played, you know, who's the boss played, there's a lot of criticism that are going on uh, of Mark and Ben at this time. Ben, I think... Uh, knowing uh, him being uh, the consummate professional here, uh, I think he's going to come out and uh, with guns blazing. In my opinion, uh, it's like I said, the time is now for us to get back on the horse and really start making moves. Or you know, the faction points total could be over before this spectacular even starts, and we definitely don't want that. Um, we still plan on being at the top of the mountain at the end of the year, and it starts uh, the comeback trail starts on Friday. But I feel like I feel like I remember in interviews that Merle stated, like he stated that he doesn't want to play with anyone but Roca. So like, how on earth could you possibly split them apart when Dan's basically said he doesn't want to play with anyone else? I'm not saying that 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 team would be split apart. Split apart. There's uh, maybe a couple of other people in our uh, you know faction that can step up and make something happen. All right crazy but possible slightly just slightly it's like you have the you know the singles champ in your possession and you're like "Eh, i'm gonna let him sit this one out now now ben though the last time the last time you saw andrew guy was in houston texas in the middle of the ring you hit him with a chair uh we've seen we've seen it a lot um before i mean well deserved but still Right, right. You had an assist from the two-time Hall of Famer Booker T. Uh, the whole yeah. five horsemen were in the ring. Champ. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. Now, you beat him pretty decisively. I mean, you did something that no one had ever done in the history of the movie Trivia Schmodown, and you spun again on Spinner's Choice. That, yes. that was yeah, a yeah. very confident move by you. You beat him handedly. Are you looking past Andrew Guy? And the reason I ask, I, you know, no one, it's to no one's surprise, I'm a big fan of the Houston Rockets. And we are really good at teams who have a above 500 record. Below 500, 
We have a terrible record against them. I don't know why. I think that we we don't take them seriously. We're looking past them. Oh, we're playing the Sacramento Kings tonight. We're going to kill them. And then they end up beating us in a game-winning you know, buzzer beater. Are you looking past Andrew Guy? No. And and also, I mean, to give to give him the credit he deserves here, Brad, I think, if I recall, Andrew Guy has a 3-2 and two record. So he has a better record than a lot. He has a better record, I believe, than Drew McQueenie has uh, all time in terms of his percentage. I mean, he's uh-huh. – Andrew Guy – He's lost two times in his career. One was the John Rocco, the second best player of all time. One was the me. So I don't, but when I don't you exactly look at think... it. His, his strength of schedule, like you're saying, Ben, was much harder than people give him credit for. Incredible. I mean, look, he's played five times in singles. When I had played five times in singles, I was two and three. So uh, I think the reality is you've seen some game tape on the guy in teams that I guess makes people decide to doubt him in singles, but there's just zero. Look, if I get spinners and he gets opponents, I'm probably going to win, Brad. That's probably going to happen, but that's going to happen in most matches. You can't, you can't hang your hat on spinners and opponents. You know, like you got to assume you're going to go in and play a fair game. And all that has to happen is a bad two point steal, a relatively even round one and a tough five. We see that happen every single day in the schmodown. I'm not immune to it, you know? Uh, So I think, I think I'm going to, I'm going to look back to the last time I lost, in singles uh badly last time i lost in singles in a way that i i did not feel good about and that was playing against mike kalinowski it was in august of, of 2008 of 19 and i mm-hmm. didn't feel good about it and i i knew i was going to beat mike because at the time i had a lot less respect for him as a player than, than i do now um you know it's growing slowly uh and i lost to mike and i went and i won the title i won five in a row after that and you know Damn i right. lost to dan it was a, I lost to Dan. It was a really great match. It was a coin flip of a match. It was, I was thinking 25 minutes ago, match just before year. I got on this call, I was just thinking, I had just said Black Panther, not Infinity War. I knew the answer in that speed round question. If I had just said that, then I win the match. If it's six points instead of five going into that final round, I win. And that's all it was. And uh, obviously, the f- disparity of five pointers are, are, are what they are. People miss fives all the time. Uh, but that was it. And it was, it was so close, and I could still be champion right now. So I'm going to try to take that same feeling that I took after losing to Mike of knowing what I can do in this league. And and something I want to say just, you know, while I'm here that I think people need to hear from me uh, because I've gotten some criticism online and people are talking about this multiple choice challenge against Bibiani. People are talking about, you know, directing us in the wrong direction. They're, they're talking about being, uh, you know, really, really aggressive towards Bibiani trying to get in his head and it backfiring. And and all I'm going to say is, uh, you know, I've, I've played the Schmodown for a long time. It was my 38th match last Friday. And the bottom line is you use every tool at your disposal. If you're a player like me, that's what you want to do, right? You don't, you don't leave anything on the table. So if I don't burn a challenge, that challenge is gone forever. There's no reason not to use it. You just use it there because you can. And maybe who knows, maybe it rattles and maybe it goes in our favor. Who knows? You're flipping a coin there. If you don't use it, you don't use it. And if I go in and I don't play with an edge when I know that I'm in those guys' heads, well, then they're probably going to be a little more on balance because if we're rolling downhill and those guys aren't winning, I guarantee I was in their heads. You could see I was in Bibiani's head from the second the match started. And if he's losing, I guarantee it does not go well for that guy. So you're going to do every single thing you can to try and win. And sometimes you just don't know the questions and sometimes it doesn't work out. And this time it didn't, but I don't, I don't apologize for the way I play. I don't say that anything I did was wrong. None of it was, it was, I played the game the way I'd play every game. And that day it just didn't work out for me. It is what it is. No, I mean, I completely understand that. And, you, you know, again, to, to go back to the Rockets, you live by the three, you die by the three, right? You got to go in with your strategy, whether whether it works or it doesn't work, you're going to always play your game. Um, 
Again, let me ask you this last thing before we let y'all go. Gucci, this is a double main event mm -hmm. on Friday. We talked a lot about Andrew Guy versus Ben Bateman. What are your thoughts, though, as a three-time manager of the year, as a man who was just in first place, what are your thoughts on the other side of our main event, Kevin Smith versus Chris Jericho? I got to hear from the ghost of Gucci Bill about that. You know, I find this matchup very intriguing. Uh, you know, if Smith can focus for a second, I think he probably can win the match just purely based on he's in the movies. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you got Jericho. Apparently, the guy's a jack of all trades. I don't really follow the man. Uh, apparently, he's entertaining. So good for him. Very. <laughs> uh, can he beat Smith? I don't think so. I, I, I'll, I'd weigh my money on Smith just because, you know, I don't, I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I, I just don't see Smith losing. I, I think you're the, right, Goosey. There's something. Study, but, yeah, I've been trying to convince ahead, him to study. He's like, people study for this kind of thing? And I was like, oh, you have no, no. idea. <laughs> so yeah. hopefully he's taken my advice, but – yeah, I definitely warned him. I'm okay. like, this is something you may want to pick up a, you know, a trivia book or two before then because it gets real real fast in there. This oh, is Chris Jericho yeah, you're talking though. about? Yes. Wow, I didn't realize. Let's so, see if so they play lights out. He, we'll he, he doesn't think people study. He's that. That's how he's going into this match. Wow. Yeah. Tough. There you go. Tough look for Jericho. He, uh, well, well, I mean, look at it. See. He's he's busy. He's money, busy with his, he's busy yeah. with his music. He's busy with AEW. You know, so I think he yeah. just thinks he yeah. can go in there with with really you know like the knowledge that he's got from watching a lot of movies because he does enjoy movies. But I said this is a little different. You should probably you know brush up. Yeah. Look, look, look. Let me let me say that. Let me I say think, this I think about. You'll see a good match. I think you'll see a good match. I think we're going to see a great match. And if he's saying that, this is a man who is a very cerebral competitor. Uh, both in the ring, outside the ring. I don't think that he would. He let could be me. completely working me, Brad. He could That's be right. completely working me. Yeah, work a worker, but sometimes you can. He's a so worker. We we look we look forward to it, Ben. Good luck this Friday in your match. I would love to see that rematch with Dan Merle, and I know that you would as well. I would. I would. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate yep. it. Thanks, right. Ben. Sorry about Friday. All right. What was going on with Andrew Guy? There was such an odd interaction. I'm honestly, I'm quite concerned, Brad, if I'm being completely honest. Like, that's yeah. just, I know Guy really well, and that's just not, that's not normal for him. I know there's been a lot of talk about a Shmominati, but I don't know. I feel like we may be in, like, a like a fight club scenario where, like, it's in his head. Right. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know exactly what's going on, but let's talk a little bit about what we're going to see this week in the movie trivia showdown today. Of course, Mark Andreco going up against Matt Atchity. This is a big match, and really, and fans, this is a dream match. We talk about the knowledge of these two gentlemen, the Kahuna. Matt Atchity, love that nickname, versus Mark the Android Andreco. That premiered today, so if you haven't watched it, go watch it now. We're not going to spoil it for you. And what do we have? I cannot wait for that one. It's a wealth of knowledge in terms of classics, in terms of horror. Like these two have very similar strengths. So I'm very curious to how this one plays out. No spoilers in the chat because I haven't watched it yet either. Yeah, no one spoiled that for us. And then what do we Please. have tomorrow? We have Tim the Tank Franco versus Tom. Tim versus Tom, uh, the Corky Mercs and the Den's own going at it head-to-head. -head. That's going to be a great match because Tom and Paul had a pretty shocking loss in teams earlier this year, but Tom 
is one of those guys who is how do we how does he know the things that he knows? No one exactly is sure. But we Tim Franco is, is great as well. What are you gonna say there, Jim? He's seen a lot of movies for someone that really doesn't exist on this plane, you know. <laughs> uh Tom has always been one of those wild cards for me. And I thought that he I was very sure he'd go very high in the draft just because I saw how he played last year. I didn't know how much of his success should be attributed to video drew being a good coach for him. But I think that he's done, you know, he's, he's done enough without her. That makes me go, okay, he should be okay in this tournament. And honestly, one of those dark horses that you kind of want to root for that Cinderella story, you know, but more like Quasimodo. Yeah. (laughs) Less Cinderella, more Quasimodo, but still Disney. Still Disney and Tom has been. I forget how that movie ends. I don't think it was well. I I don't know, but Tom has been a favorite of mine since he was in my top eight. So I'm looking forward to that one. And now let's go to our next match. We have Mike the Killer Kalinowski versus Scary Perry Nimeroff. Here's the thing: Mike Kalinowski is riding high after his win with Chance Ellison. Now they are the once again team's champions. But you cannot look someone that uh, you cannot look past someone like Scary Perry Nimeroff. This woman means business if you've seen her in these exhibition matches like the jurassic park ones wealth of knowledge about a particular movie but she has a wealth of knowledge about all movies i'm really looking forward to this one this this could potentially be a bracket buster for a lot of people same way we had one last week that was absolutely you mentioned though that mike's writing high obviously off of last friday so like that's that's something that definitely is in the back of my mind at least for him but the one thing that scares me about kalinowski is that he tends to spread himself very thin in terms of preparation because he's trying to study everything. He's trying to be the best at everything because he wants that place on Schmodown Mount Rushmore. And he knows you don't get there just by sitting on your laurels, you know? So I've actually seen pictures of Mike sitting on his driveway like a crazy person in the middle of the night at like 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Absolutely. Studying. studying reading i mean he is absolutely insane so but if you if perry were to get something that she is fairly confident in i think then all bets are off you know that wheel round really will determine this match it always does it always does and if perry nimroff is pulls one of her big categories or if mike gets bombed for the umpteenth time we could see a really really Fun match. Um, and Ben, I think that was, oh no, we have one more. The Cobra Chance Ellison, the other half of the team's champions. Uh, the Cobra Chance Ellison takes on Diamond David Del Rio from the Rockstars. Uh, Rockstars versus Corruption there. Roxy's got a big week this week with both David Del Rio and Chris Jericho uh, playing for her team. That should be a good one. I think Chance Ellison, though, has been on fire. He has been so dominant this year, whether that was in the Inner Geekdom tournament, which he went all the way and won, and now he's locked his spot up at the Schmodown Spectacular at the end of the year, or it's what we just saw him do Friday in the team's match against uh, Dan and Roca. He slow-played the five-pointer. He knew the answer the whole time. He just felt a little confident and wanted them to sweat it out. Uh, The guy has been playing on a different level. David Del Rio, you better buckle up, brother. Yeah, absolutely. And to make it all the way through inner geekdom, like a division that not many people really trusted him in, which to me is kind of absurd because if you know anything about Chance Ellison, you know that he is one of those competitors that puts the time in. And I think he truly enjoys studying and preparing for matches. And the fact that he's had Mike Kalinowski to learn all of this from and learn how to handle those top 
like those really competitive matches, the matches that matter, those title matches, those things don't scare him at all. So like a typical match in a tournament format, I, I have to give the edge to Chance Ellison in this aspect. Hey, man, Chance Ellison, he's the real deal. But we'll see what happens. This could be another one of those shocking ones. It could be a shocking upset for David Del Rio. We don't know. But why don't we look, take a look at the singles tournament as a whole and see where we are and where we're going right now. At least the first two rounds of the singles tournament, we're going to have four matches airing per week. But in singles, it's going to be a whole other story. It's going to be delicious because I'm going to destroy him. I'm coming after everybody. You got it. Six competitors, four playing matches. The winner gets a shot of whoever the champion might be. That better get you hyped for this main for this uh, entire tournament. Incredible stuff, but. We want to talk about getting hype. We got a huge match this Friday. It's what we've been talking about the whole show. The debut of two men whose names came to the Schmodown well before they did. Chris Jericho taking on Kevin Smith. And right now, I believe we have both of their managers uh, joining us to talk about this great match. First off, let's bring her on. Miss Roxy Stryer joins us today as well as Koi Jandrew. Is Koi here yet? I don't think. No, just Roxy. Okay. Koi. No, I'm the only one who matters because Koi can't even bother to show up. That shows that he will be doing really well on Friday. Am I right? I, you know what? <sighs> I disagree with you. If you if you know show the boat, the boat no shows you. But let's talk about the match, Roxy. I mean, Chris Jericho. When you made headlines everywhere when you made this free agency signing a couple months back, everybody was talking about it being the signing of the free agency period. How confident do you feel going into this Friday? I feel really good. Uh, he's such a beast and a champion in all things he decides to tackle. And honestly, Kevin Smith can't remember his middle name for like four days in a row. So, and, and I have so much love for Kevin Smith. He would be the first to say that out loud. Jericho's retention is unbelievable. And he has been watching movie after movie. And even if he doesn't call that studying, that's what it is. When you are able to watch something and retain that knowledge, he's ready for this. He really is. Well, I'm, re I'm ready for it too. And let's actually bring on the other manager who's going to be coaching his opponent. Mr. Coy Jandrew is here now. Nice of him to show up. Oh, hi, Coy. Coy, is your air condition broken or did you just finish getting like swimming? I, uh, I'm, I'm, make, I'm making moves. I'm uh, filming at the podcast studio today, so it's about to be better now. Is that better? Yes. Yes, victory. Okay, sorry about Perfect. that. Perfect. Coy, talk to me how you feel about going into this match on Friday. Of course, Chris Jericho, Kevin Smith. The two topics that everyone talked about in that free agency, like I was talking about with Roxy, was Chris Jericho, Kevin Smith. Chris Jericho, Kevin Smith. We didn't know if they were going to face one another, but it seemed like the obvious match to be made. Now we're officially going to get it on Friday. How do you feel going into this after a great run as a manager as of late by you? Uh, you know, it feels good. I feel like we have momentum. I feel like we have gone from last place right up those ranks, and we're going to keep climbing. I have, I have no doubts in this Friday. I have no doubts in my Mercs. I have no doubts in 
what we're doing in singles or teams. Like this, this match is a very exciting match because I'm honored to show Kevin a new sport. I'm honored to give back to a man who's given me so much. I'm really excited to show him like another platform for geekdom. But at the end of the day, it's going to translate to more momentum for my team, and I'm very excited to show the world that. No, absolutely. We're, we're excited to see it. Now, Roxy, talk to me. What has your conversations been like with Chris Jericho? I, have you been coaching him up? Have, have you all been going over strategy? Or is he somebody who said, you know what? Don't talk. I'll just show up, and I'll, and I'll show out on Friday. Because I got to be honest with you, Rox, I actually spoke to him and I was like, so I'm like, do you need any help preparing for this? Like, what's Roxy working with you on? And he's like, oh, I don't need to prepare. And I was like, I think he should. I really think he should. I think it's a swerve and a work, babe, a swerve and a work, because he. Uh, it, we are talking every single day. Uh, he is... He's really like, like I said, he's watching a ton right now. He's even been watching some Schmodown. He's getting into the matches. I'm talking him through. Like the most important thing to me is making sure that he gets the game because I have to count on the fact that Kevin is not going to remember whatever it is that Koi tells him the game is. So he might have the knowledge, but I know that Jericho has the skill to not just have the knowledge, but also understand the Schmodown because right now both Kevin and Chris are at a disadvantage in comparison to other players who've been playing for years because they've never played this game before. This is the and that's first where time. you come in. That's exactly. where you and Koi come in. Is I hope that what are you guys doing to kind of make sure that you handle the minutia of this match, the challenges, the JTEs? Like, how are you making sure? Because let's face it, a lot of times when rookies and first-time competitors make those mistakes, they forget that they're allowed to ask for repeats, that they're allowed to challenge things that that that, that don't seem right. So Jen, what are you guys doing for that? that? Not only that, but Jen, we're not even in the same room as them. So mm -hmm. it's like having right. a first-time player that you can't even yell at. I can't even <laughs> be there to wave my hands and shout like, dear God, please go to multiple choice. So we really have to prep these people beforehand. It's actually the first time I've ever had to start to finish explain every single rule because obviously Jericho's a little busy, you know, he's, he's doing his thing. So I have to go start to finish. And all of a sudden I was like, well, this is a little bit of a complicated game that we've got going on here. There's a lot of twists and turns, but he's really getting it. He really is. Now, Coy, I want to ask you the same thing about your preparation with Kevin Smith. Uh, I want to ask you that first. And then also, we know that Roxy and Jericho's relationship kind of started when he came to Collider Live and they got to know one another. Where does your relationship with Kevin Smith start and how did you convince him to come to the Schmodown? So uh, I'll start there. I, I have known Kevin for a good little bit now because of uh, mutual friends. And then he did my show Comic Book Shopping last year. Uh, and then I was on Fat Man Beyond and we realized like, hey, this guy that wrote Brody Bruce. I'm accidentally Brody Bruce in real life. And there's a lot in common. And uh, so from the beginning in January, I've wanted Kevin on the Mercs. So one of the spots has been held for him from the beginning. Uh, the fact that it worked out just feels like Christmas. Uh, but from the beginning, that was a plan for him to be on the Mercs. So um, it, it just kind of worked out that after, you know, the the timing of COVID and him being home. And, and I feel like I got I to gotta comment, though, that, that Roxy, along with a lot of people, 
think he's Silent Bob. I think that him smoking <laughs> focuses him. Some people go, you know, Cheech and Chong. Some people make Seth Rogen comedies. I think would be in a very different world without Seth Rogen smoking. I think it's an asset to Kevin. I think it helps him hone in. So I'm not at all worried about Kevin forgetting his name. I'm not at all worried about Kevin competitively smoking. Uh, the more I've gotten to know him, the more impressed I've been with his knowledge. The more I've gotten to know him, the more excited I am at his competitive side. Because this is effectively... Uh, what he does just for sports. So it's it's not like when he does Batman Beyond, he's suddenly like, wait, am I in a room with Mark Bernard? No, he's Kevin Smith. He's got this. So uh, knowing him for his, uh, for a little bit and seeing what he does with all of his shows, I have no doubt in my mind. And he's as cool as you want to be having seen Clerks 26 years ago, like <laughs> having grown up with Mallrats, having said Snoogans and Snoochie Boochies my whole life. I was so afraid of, like sending a, a text of like rules and organization and getting like a screw you back. Like the dude is as cool or cooler than you'd ever hope. So coaching him and working with him and, and playing around with the rules. And it's just surreal. Like so the getting, getting the promo back in my phone and being like, ah, like having him say my name correctly when no one does, all of these moments are insane. Um, so it's just, it's been an honor and I can't wait for Friday to show the world that he's not going to be lost. He's going to handle this. Big words there, Rocks. You seem you seem to not be too confident in Kevin well, Smith's ability and more confident in your competitors. Here's the thing. He came on SEN, and this is what he said. I haven't watched anything in the last 20 years. I've been making movies. I haven't seen anything. So I'm not just talking about the smoking, which, by the way, takes one to know one, so no judgment there. I'm talking about the fact that, yes, he's been creating all of the things that we love, Coy, you and I both, being from the East Coast, we grew up on this kid. Like, he is everything. Don't get me wrong. If this was a filmmaking competition, he would wipe the floor with anybody else. But it's not. He started making movies, and he stopped watching. So because of that, I believe that there's only a few categories. There's only a few wheel slices that he really will excel in. If there's anything to do with comic book movies, obviously, we're going to be in trouble. If he hits his own wheel slice, Kevin Smith, if he is dares he really to put that, putting on, that there, on there, I don't know Coy. if he does the Coy. vanity, vanity of it all. Coy, we can't put a wrestling slice on the wheel for Jericho. That just seems like it's kind of tilting the wheel in your favor. I will neither confirm nor deny because it's not Friday yet. But I will say that Kevin Smith movies are movies about movies. So him making 20 years of movies, it's not like he's suddenly unplugged from the zeitgeist. Look at the amount of references per minute in a Kevin Smith movie. He's clearly tapped in. You don't watch a Kevin Smith movie and go, this is in a void. He's not, I love PTA and I love filmmakers that live in their universes, but you watch a Kevin Smith movie, you're plugged into our universe. You're invested in the world of pop culture. Kevin's clearly tapped in because his Quite. movies are a mirror. He's referencing movies from the 80s and 90s, which are great movies, but he doesn't reference anything past 2000, which again, nostalgia. I love it. But for movie trivia schmodown, there are so many slices. If he hits, he is in trouble. trouble. All the clerks, too, was a, was a Lord of the Rings commentary. Those came out past 2000. Uh, James Silent Bob reboot was about all of the remakes, reboots, and experiences in the last 10 years. I'd argue his two most recent VSQ films were plugged into the present more than almost any other filmmaker. I'd say like he's Tarantino for comedy, for references, and that's past, present, future. There's a reason I've wanted him on my team since January. And I again, I'm, I'm less concerned about Kevin 
than some other players on my roster because he's Kevin Smith. He knows movies. Either way, whether he does or doesn't, I'm excited to see these two compete because they're friends, they're frenemies, all of the above. And honestly, what a real life joy it is for us to be part of something with two of the best in their own fields, respectively, of all time. Like Kevin Smith, greatest of all time at what he does. Chris Jericho, greatest of all time at what he does. And obviously I'm hoping that Chris wipes the freaking floor with your kid. But at the same time, it's just unbelievable to be a part of this. What a time to be a Schmodown fan. I, I completely agree. And on a, a micro to that macro note, Roxy and I haven't played each other yet. So if we're talking specifically Schmodown, this is a Boston battle. I get to, I get to go up against <laughs> hometown Roxy Stryer. I've known Roxy longer than any other manager in the Schmodown. I get to have like some some actual Newbury versus Lowell flavor coming at you on Friday. There's a bit of me that's like it feels like Golden Gloves. Like this is gonna be home. And I'm I'm I mean if if I could get a like slice of sal's and dunks for the match, it would just be like we're back in it. And so right, like I'm trying to think of how to make the timing work to like eat. Anyway, uh, I'm really excited for me versus Roxy. I'm really excited for what it represents for the faction. But also, like she said, these are titans of their industry. This is an, an escalation of, of what the, the Schmodown can be on a Friday night match. And we both respect the hell out of each other's uh, you know competitor. I have a lot of respect for Jericho because I'm not even that big of a wrestling guy. But what he's done in wrestling and music and pop culture and branding in the scope of entertainment, I have so much respect for Jericho. So it's going to be really cool to see what he knows, even if it's coming at me, even as a negative. I'm really like honored to be in that ring because Jericho is incredible. I, I tip my hat. I'm not I'm not nothing negative on his name, but I'm really excited to see if he knows what he claims to. And then I get to be like, hey, let's 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 talk Kevin Smith. Like it's, it's just his purpose. <laughs> Coy, it's well documented. He has a Star Wars movie theater in his house. It's good to know. Don't, don't give him anything, Jen. Give him nothing. No, no. If anything, I'm just saying, eh, you should, he watches more than you think. I, and, I, and I'm going in not doubting him. And I feel like a lot of people are going into this match going like, one of these guys makes movies. The other guy does wrestling. And I'm not looking at it that way. I'm seeing it as two zealots of trivia going head to head that know each other, that respect each other, that know the size of this match. There is no part of me that's comfortable. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a bloodbath. And it's going to be Jericho and Smith. Like, this is real life. You know what but if you, but, so, so since you don't know a ton about wrestling then, Koi, I should warn you, though, that, like, Jericho is kind of notorious for using things in pop culture for different gimmicks that he does or different things sure. that he gets over. I've seen somebody throw a hot dog in the ring, and he got that hot dog a T-shirt deal the next week. Like, that's... <laughs> how good this man is branding it's yeah that, that hot so dog impressive. is jericho we know that <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh well, my god we, we do look forward to it it's going to be one of those matches that we'll always remember i wish it was in a live event but how, how about jericho smith too no matter who wins Next year, hopefully, we get to do it in a live event setting somewhere because that would be incredible. You want us signing up for the second one before we even have the first one? We'll see, we'll see about you that. Know how we'll franchises see. are today. We sign them Slow up. Slow your roll, Brad Gilmore. Slow someone's accusing someone's accusing me of helping Koi too much here. No, no, I'm just letting <laughs> I'm letting Koi know that he's gonna bring it probably more than you anticipate. He's going to bring it. I, I hope Koi underestimates him. I hope so. 
I respect Roxy too much to know that any of her players going into this will not be unprepared. I don't think Roxy had put in someone that she doubts against Kevin Smith. I wouldn't put in Kevin Smith from the imaginary I don't watch movies universe that this apparently exists. Like, I wouldn't do that. That's not what this is. So there's no That's what he said. I, you know, Kevin knows this is a competition. Kevin's going to mislead just as much as, you know, Kalinowski's actually a nice guy. Spoiler alert. But, like, it's not exactly how he comes across. Kevin I actually don't nice agree with that. I, and uh, <laughs> speaking of in canon, like, the, the promos, like, I'm, I'm as excited for that as anything. And I had a blast working on my promo. I cannot wait for the world to see one of the weirdest, like, that. the promo I did for this is amongst my proudest work. It's pure insanity. Well, we can't wait to see it, and uh, I, I just wish the both of you the best of luck this Friday. Again, Chris Jericho versus Kevin Smith, Ben Bateman versus Andrew Guy, too. That is our double main event this Friday for free on the Movie Trivia Schmodown YouTube channel, the Schmodown Entertainment Network. Roxy, Coy, we thank you both for joining us, and good luck to you both. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Brad. Whatever, Coy. Best of luck. Nice to see you, Roxy. <laughs> Take care, guys. Well, you know what, Jen? Let's take a look one more time at the matches that we have going on this Friday and what fans can expect. Take a look at this. So, Andrew, I'll give you Bateman one-on-one -on, -one on an undercard of a very, very big match that I have just signed. One of the biggest cards in movie trivia showdown history, Andrew Guy versus Ben the Boss. Bateman. It would be incredible to get Andrew Guy's best game against Ben Bateman's best game in an Action Army sequel. Chris Jericho takes on Kevin Smith. Chris Jericho wants to play. The Ayatollah of rock and roller. I'm not messing around. Look up with the trivia schmo down. But I can compete. Like, I, I love that shit. I'm ready to schmo down. Throw down with the schmo down. Who will win? Join us. Subscribe now. YouTube.com slash the Schmodown. And Jen, I leave it to you. Who you got Friday? Both matches, Ben Guy and Smith Yerka. I mean, this is a tough one, and you know that I could get in trouble with my other gigs, so I'm going to say Jericho. You know what? I've been saying <laughs> I don't want heat. I don't want heat, dude. You're trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> no, you know what? I seriously and wholeheartedly have Chris Jericho. We got to talk back to the future for about an hour and change, and the man knows movies, so I'm excited to see them both play this Friday. But who knows what's going to happen? Jen doesn't know. The boat doesn't know. No one knows, but I'm excited to see it go down live for free. Schmodown Entertainment Network this Friday. Don't miss it out. And check out all the great matches we have this week. Ben, throw that graphic up so I can read them all out. Founding Fathers versus Corruption. Undercard, Who's the Boss versus Shazam. That is available tomorrow for the $5 patrons. Wednesday, all patrons. Friday will premiere on YouTube again. If you missed it, I mean, it's potential match of the year. It truly is. Absolutely. And then you have the, the throwdown going on this Friday. Ben Bateman versus Andrew Guy 2 and Kevin Smith versus Chris Jericho. Today, you saw Matt Atchity versus versus the android Mark Andreco. Tomorrow, Tim the Tank Franco versus the man only known as Tom. And Wednesday, you have the YouTube premiere of the Ultimate Showdown Round 1, Mike Kalinowski versus Scary Perry Nimeroff. And Thursday, Chance the Cobra Ellison versus David Del Rio. All that this week on the Movie Trivia Showdown. Jen Sturger, anything anything you want to add to this beautiful broadcast? Nope, just play me your, uh, play me your little soundboard thing again so I can laugh. I'm gonna do that.
And yeah, no, that was not the one I was looking for. My name is Brad. <laughs> you another name. You might know me as. Oh my God, you're my dreamboat for sure. Oh. Brad, it's always a pleasure working with you. This is so much fun. I hope you guys enjoy it as much as we do. And uh, thanks for putting up with me today. Like I said, dental surgery is not a good time. Hey, Jen, you make it easy. And uh, hopefully we get to be back soon doing this. I don't know when the next pay-per-view is, but we got to make this a staple in the movie tribute Schmodown. So fans, yeah. if you liked what you saw today. But for Jen Sturger, my name is Brad Gilmore, and we will be back sometime soon. But check out the matches Friday. So, Andrew, I'll give you Bateman one-on-one -on, -one on an undercard of a very, very big match that I have just signed. One of the biggest cards in movie trivia schmodown history. Andrew Guy versus Ben the Boss Bateman. It would be incredible to get Andrew Guy's best game against Ben Bateman's best game in an Action Army sequel. Chris Jericho takes on Kevin Smith. Chris Jericho wants to play. The Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla. I'm not messing around. Look up with the trivia schmodown. But I can compete. Like, I, I love that shit. I'm ready to schmow down. Throw down with the schmow down. Who will win? Join us. Subscribe now. YouTube.com. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.